brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Sifpop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast where the end game is only the beginning, it's Sifpop. Welcome to Sif Pop streaming live on Spreaker every weekend or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks. No yield me. I'm Aaron Dicer. <laughs> He's my lovely and always resplendent co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Now you're just making up words. And each week we'll chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And this week... We are joined from the Quality Check Podcast by gurus Daniel Posey and Drew Douglas. Yes. Hey, I try to do a macho man like whispering where he's like, "Oh yeah," but oh, it's like, uh, like a whisper. Yeah, we the rare the rare double guru in the house today. Uh, when was the last time? This is over a year at least since we've had two gurus in here. I don't. I can't remember who was. We've had two in before. I was thinking this might be the first time. But when when was the last time we had two in? Well, if we count the times that we had like you, me, and Danae, and then somebody uh-huh. else. Okay, sure. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Colin, kinda... But other than that, I don't think yeah. that it's just been between the two of us. So congratulations! I'm breaking some new ground. Yeah, guys. Um, they're from the Quality Check Podcast, <laughs> which uh, I listen to, really enjoy. Great stuff, guys. Uh, if you want to give a quick Thank shout you. out here at the beginning for the podcast, kind of what you do, uh, you go do ahead. it. I don't want to do it. Why not? Why don't you want to uh, <laughs> to do a plug? So, Quality Check, we talk about movies, and it's more of like a roulette style where we have a little mascot called Ten Ten. We've brought him into the fold in the last probably two months, I'd say, but 
basically we have questions in which we'll come up with some of the listeners will come up with or friends and we'll put that in shake it up and we kind of dive into movies that way after covering the basics of a film and that's quality check and we've got I've got my blindfold here. Actually, this is uh, I got my Bird Box blindfold. <laughs> nice. And that's uh, our upcoming episode. We're covering Bird Box, Bumblebee, and a little bit of Vice. Mm, I was hoping you'd go with the bee theme, but you had to mess it all up with. with we, I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought we were maybe you go Bandersnatch or Beautiful Boy or Boy Erased or Bandersnatch would be <laughs> difficult. Bandersnatch would have to be its own episode because you'd have to watch. Every single outcome. Not not saying that we didn't talk about it, but mm. Vice was kind of thrown in last minute. We we did like a quick, it was like a quick one, just quick note. We covered Bumblebee and Bird Box. Those are two, the two mains that we are uh, talking about. I love your mascot, Tintin. Oh, awesome. The best. Thank Tintin you. Tintin have a gender? Tintin ten, ten is, uh, we're going with just ten. All right. Ten, that's the, All right, so yeah. they they and there would be the pronouns. Yeah, I would say. So Tintin's great. Uh, they're a, a huge part of the show, and I love the fact that you you uh, like have them choose your questions in such an interesting way, and uh, I think you should rename their segment The Adventures of Tintin. That's just personally, you know. Now, we've been doing like the hashtag Adventures of Tintin. Nice, good. good. I, I thought we would might get sued if we did that <laughs> so we've stayed away from that uh anyhow love the show guys and certainly it's always thank great you. to have you on daniel you've thanks been for on, having us on you've been on before drew this is your first time this is my first time i think daniel's been on five times you're the five timers club five correct ti- did you get your jacket i uh <laughs> your letterman's jacket's in the mail I, the guru it's, jacket. it's on the way it's on the way so not not yet but it's coming though very yeah. nice. Uh, we're going to have a great show. Of course, we've got regular stuff like Buried Treasure that we've all picked something for uh, towards the end. We're going to spend most of the episode, though, on our most anticipated films for 2019. Just to give you a heads up, we're going to go month by month and pick a most anticipated movie for each month with a few extras thrown in there. And then we'll give our, our overall choices uh, as well. Uh, but we like to kick it off with some Do We Care? Every single week I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick some topics for us to discuss. We all must decide whether or not we care about them or not. Number one! Danny DeVito is going to be joining <laughs> The Rock in Jumanji 3. I saw that. This comes after the casting of um, uh, Aquafina yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So they cast Aquafina, and now they've got Danny DeVito in there. I think... I do care about this, actually. I really enjoyed uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think this is one of those movies that kind of gives itself to sequels in a really interesting way because you could have the different actors play different roles yeah. every time. You know, if they go back all of a sudden, a different, you know, the girl's The Rock this time. Yeah. And, you know, the the you know uh, guy is somebody else. And so I, I think Danny DeVito will be an interesting avatar character from the game in, like, who's going to be the character that's in that body. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it could be like a uh, a part two for the Bravestone character's uh, story arc, you know, like Beyond the Eye and stuff like that. I went into the second Jumanji movie so excited to hate it. <laughs> I was stoked because I saw the trailers and I'm like, oh, I love the first Jumanji movie and this just looks awful. I'm, I went in, I was so stoked and I love that movie. It's so funny. It's so funny and so good. So, Do you guys care? I hated I hated it so no, but I'm assuming is the Rock and um, Kevin Hart they're not back. 
No, well, the I Rock's think they'll be back. back. Yeah. They're all back. Yeah, okay. they're all back. Yeah. I mean, in, unless the Rock, unless uh, Kevin Hart decides not to, um, you know, he's yeah, turning he's, down a lot of things these days. I think you bring up a good point. That <laughs> Zinger. The, uh, the the story lends itself for um, some some good comedy. So I'll play ball and say but you, yes. You didn't but I, like it? No, I really didn't. Why didn't you like about it? It was Jumanji with ten percent more penis jokes. I just didn't find it funny. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. What do you think, Daniel? I uh, I love Danny DeVito. I think he's just like a pot of gold. He yeah. just shines. He shines bright like he's a diamond. shaped like a pot of gold too. Yeah, so it works yeah. really nicely. <laughs> he's so good and always sunny as good well. Is, so. Yeah. De- DeVito. Here's the thing. I've always loved DeVito and uh, anything. He's one of those actors that he may be goofy and zany, but anytime that he's brought up, as soon as I saw that announcement, I thought, yes, I'm on board. The first. So Jumanji 2, I originally said, same as you, Andrew, where I thought, I'm going to walk in, hate it, it's not going to be a lot of fun, and this time, I'm worried going into the third film, because it's not necessarily like the second one cracked my top favorite movie of the year. Right, yeah, sure. Sure. But it was one of those that, uh, it was fun, and I'm excited to have the same amount of fun that I did with the second one with this, especially with DeVito. What I hear you saying is it it could almost suffer because the first one I think succeeds in many ways because of low expectations. We had such low expectations of it to go in and to have a good time. You're talking about Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one may suffer from all of a sudden. This one's not going to have low expectations. People enjoyed the the first one, so... Yeah. Or second one, or however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think think that's possible. I will say this about the genital humor, though, uh, Drew. It works. It, it works, but it worked. But it's clever. I guess it's not. It's not. Maybe it was based, the mood I was you know? in, and it had been hyped up so much. Yeah. Mm. Oh, really? Had you? Because gone- I, I waited till it came out in December. I mid January, maybe I saw it. Yeah. So I had heard a lot. It, it just wasn't maybe for me. Who's doing this new one, by the way? I I don't know. Director, you know the director? Yeah. Same person? yeah. Okay. Same. So. There we go. All right, number two. Number two. All right, so we have an audio clip that we need to pull up here from YouTube. The way this is going to work is uh, something happened on Sesame Street this past week. As you guys, if you don't know, Sesame Street is now on HBO. And something that Grover said has been getting a lot of controversy. I'm going to ask you, or after you listen to it, I'm going to ask you what you think you heard, okay? Pause it. What? Okay. So, what do you think he said? Well, I think I have to bleep it on the podcast. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay, so I heard something wrong. You heard the F word, didn't you? Yeah, it's my Did you guys hear the F word? I didn't, no. No, I heard, does he say move the camera? No, but after that, he goes, move the camera, yes, yes. And you hear, that's an effing excellent idea, don't you? Yes. Now, when you listen to it again... Oh, by the way, I have to give a shout out to Christian Harloff for the one who showed this to okay, me. Okay, so. all right. Um, <laughs> now I want you to hear and listen to him say, "Move the camera." Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. That sounds like an excellent idea. Listen to it, and you'll actually hear it this time. All right. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Yeah, it Move does. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Isn't Move that crazy? So many people thought that Grover dropped the f bomb because he does. I don't. I don't understand how it's both. It's like Yanni and Laurel all over again. It's like whatever I'm deciding to hear, I can hear. That's 
I wish that's, I heard what you heard. You can, you can hear it. You can hear it. That's, that's a effing excellent idea. Listen, listen, you can hear it. Yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Do you hear it that time? A little bit, yeah. I can't not. I like that's. But wow. do you hear it when he actually says that sounds like an excellent yeah, idea? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and I I'm confused as how those sound the same. I, yeah. I never heard it the first time. It's it sounded the same both to me. So wow. you you or, never or, heard the f bomb, or you no. never heard the sounds like? No, you I probably, never. You I, probably I did not hear the f bomb. You are probably one of those yawny people too, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you probably said blue dress, didn't you? Yeah. I wow, was on the blue bandwagon. That's I was, amazing. I was so excited to look over at Eric because I was curious as to which one he would hear. And if he heard the F-bomb, I was waiting for him to go, am I going to have to bleep that? And it yeah. happened, and I'm so excited. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's definitely what I heard. Yeah. So, so wow. I thought that that was fascinating because um, who, who is uh, Hanson's son? Who is he still, or is it Frank Oz that's like doing a Sesame Street? It's uh, it, His son ended up, also doing a happy time murders right so is he still attached to sesame street i'm not for sure but one of them actually had to go to twitter because he heard it on the show like <laughs> after it aired and then he had to look at the script and then he listened so then he posted on twitter just so everybody knows grover didn't swear <laughs> wow yeah it reminds me of those they've got outtakes from like Sesame Street and those kind of things with the puppeteers. Really? Yeah, saying wordy dirds. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that that was fascinating. I thought that's what it must have been, and then I was no. like, why why are we playing this? No, because it's that a really interesting. Sounds like an excellent, excellent idea. idea. Play it one more time, just one more time. I can't figure out how it sounds. I can't. Okay, I'll play it once more. Yeah, this is it. And Daniel, you should listen this time. Yeah. See if you can hear the other. Actually, did I already close it out? I think I already closed it out. You can pull up again real quick. Yeah, though. yeah, I can for sure. Um, all right, here it is, Daniel. You ready? Ready. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Move Did you hear the it? Camera. Yes, yes, that sounds like an excellent idea. Move the camera. Yes, yes, that's. So it's crazy. The first time going into it, I put in my mind uh -huh. he drops the f bomb. Yeah. yeah. I and then I hear it then. Yeah. But after that, it goes back to I, sounds like an excellent exactly. idea. Yeah. Wow. So I, initially, I, I hear the uh, F-bomb. Initially, I hear the F-bomb, but once you listen for sounds like an excellent idea, then you're like, oh, I don't know how it, how that works, because yeah. where'd the, where'd, where'd okay, the F, so the literal F sound go? Where did yeah. the F, the F, yeah. there's nowhere, sounds like that, Yeah. It, the F comes out of nowhere <laughs> it's somehow. It's the D, it's the D in sound. Hmm. The D Wait, in sound what's... makes the F. I know that doesn't make sense, but that's that's the same sound, right? Yes, that sounds like the owl is the uh sounds like a like yes because the k is like the k a, yeah. sounds like an yeah yeah that's wow isn't that crazy that is crazy yep it's amazing <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up for do we care <laughs> nicely done all right let's do our most anticipated movies of 2019 here's how this is going to work the four of us have chosen uh, at least one movie every month that is our most anticipated through the year some months will be more than one because we each chose 15 total uh, so when that happens you'll just need to announce that you have a bonus movie for the month that you would like to throw out um, and then we'll give our overall top three of those choices at the end 
Um, and that way we'll kind of work our way through the month and be able to see this stuff. So let's kick it off. I'll start and we'll go uh, around to Daniel second, Drew, and then Andrew will finish us up. We'll start in January. Also, I would love for us to agree each month on one. So well, sometimes, I think starting in January, there's an obvious pick. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Some months there won't be an obvious pick, and, and it may be two against two, so we may have to hash something out. But yeah. Um, uh, Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I wasn't supposed to talk about it. My bad. We could probably all say this at the same time. Most yeah. anticipated movie for the month of January is Glass. Glass. The upside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Glass. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, anybody have a bonus movie for January? Or was it just Glass? It was just Glass on my just list. Glass. I did have one, but then uh, after you told me that I could actually switch around and pick two for the same month, mm-hmm. then I went back and... But yeah, Glass is definitely the one for January. So. All right. Uh, well, that was easy. Yeah. I'll say I'm worried, though. I am, too. Are you? Mm-hmm. Now, you... Don't like watching previews. I do, I've yeah, seen, I don't watch I think, previews. Two now. Oh, and the previews and are that's worrying concerning you. Concerning me, Andrew, me. You're my preview guy. You, are you worried from the previews? Like from, just because of the previews, I'm so stoked for this movie. Mm. But I'm telling you, I've never had my mind blown than the end of Split. Right when you hear the Unbreakable music, and then you realize. For some reason, I don't know why, but whenever I watch Split, the Unbreakable, like going back and watching it again, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the Unbreakable score. It didn't click with me. Oh, it did with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was you were there, right? For my split experience. Okay. Have you guys uh, heard about Aaron Dicer's split experience? Daniel, you heard I of have. it? Okay, so we're in the theater and there's not really that many people in the theater. There's what 10 Yeah, I'm guessing a people. dozen or so, yeah. Yeah, so we're spl- uh, sitting in there and then the music starts playing and as the woman says, that happened. They uh, gave a nickname to that other guy back in the day. What was his name? And then you see Bruce Wilson and he goes they called him Mr. Glass. And then you just hear Aaron in the theater, the quietest man in a theater you've ever met, just go, no way! No, they didn't! No, they didn't! Isn't that unbelievable? It, it really was. I was, I've never, I, I couldn't have contained myself if I wanted to. Yeah, I was just, it, because he has talked about doing a sequel to Unbreakable for so long, and he somehow did a backdoor sequel and nobody knew about it. And that just, that is mind-blowing. That is the twistiest twist that ever twisted. Like, it is just, uh, I, I could not, I could not gather myself. Out of Shyamalan's twist, it's not even number one. It's got to be... What I mean, what I mean when I say that is, it's such a meta twist, like it's such a different kind of twist. I, can't I will think give of you any, that. I can't think of anything else like it. I mean, has anybody ever done a uh, like a backdoor sequel like that, like that nobody knew was a sequel until it it played? I just I it, it blew my mind. I have to I look. I can't up. think of one. I can't think of one either. Yeah, so I, I'm pumped. I'm super excited. What uh, kind of ending is Glass gonna have? Mm. We gonna have a twist ending in this one? He, yeah, he has said actually that there is a twist, which I wish I coming? wish he hadn't had. Yeah, don't have said do that. that. Yeah, I, even I, if he okay, even if he had said that there was gonna be a twist ending, and you consider that to be spoiler. Yeah, I think everybody goes into a Shyamalan movie expecting right. the twist, so right. him saying it doesn't really bother me at all. I just wish I I I always. Always, when I know there's a big twist, I'm I'm distracted by it. I'm looking for it. I'm one of my favorite things is the first time I watched Fight Club. I had no clue there was a twist, and it nailed me. Like I was not ready, and it blew my mind. Um, but if I had been looking for a twist, I think I would have figured it out pretty quickly. You know what I mean? So there is a difference in, yeah. in approach when that happens. Well, and also with Split, I kept hearing I was like maybe three weeks after it had 
come out that whenever I went to see it, and I know you watched it, like opening night, right? Yeah, I'm the, I, I used to be a huge Shyamalan head. Well, you, you Everybody you, used to be a big Shyamalan <laughs> head. I defended him all the way through Lady in the Water. The Happening was the first Shyamalan movie. I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah, you've, you've lost your way. then Last Airbender. Well, I can't, <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Glass to then have the twist ending that it is all connected to The Happening and what happened <laughs> in Glass, and, and that is what causes the events and The Happening. As long as it's not connected to The Last Airbender, I'm fine. Um, that would be fine with me. Here's here's I should say this. We'll head on to February. Um I would like to hear how each of you decide what it means to be most anticipated. For me, I look at the idea of both of these movies are available for me to watch right now, but I can only choose one. And that's how I tell how much I anticipate something. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you guys have similar yeah. mind games you you used in, in figuring this out? Yeah, that's how I do it, too. Okay. I'd, I'd say pretty much. There, um, the, the, the tricky thing is, if I know that there's a movie and I've been anticipating it and there's another movie that's kind of a little bit of a twist, if I could do a split screen viewing of it. That split would be, screen? Yeah. I caught that. Split screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready to head on February? Let's do it. Yep. All right. Uh, I actually have quite a few in February that I'm excited about. Um, I'm going to, for my most anticipated movie of February, the one coming out of February that I most want to watch right at this moment, How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. Uh, is my most anticipated of February. I'm a huge How to Train Your Dragon fan. Uh, the original is in my top 100 movies of all time. Uh, I think it's beautiful. I love the metaphor. The second one, famously, I gave an A-plus when it came out to. I rarely do that. Loved it. I've backed down from that since. I've watched it a couple more times. I do not think it's as good as the first one, but I still do love it, probably in the A, maybe even down to the A-minus range for me now. Uh, so I am pumped to see if they can finish this strong and uh, and kind of go into this world again in a, in a creative new way. So I'm excited for watch? that one. I've never seen the first one. I, I definitely would say watch the first one. Obviously, I love it. There's there's this beautiful. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's this beautiful synchronicity between this boy and his dragon that I found really moving. And uh, I just think it's well done. It was the first time I was like, oh, DreamWorks has been paying attention to Pixar a little bit. They're mm -hmm. starting to pick up some, you know, some ideas of what makes a, you know, a movie more than just, you know, Shrek. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so How to Train Your Dragon is is definitely good stuff. I definitely recommend. What about you, Daniel? What's your most anticipated of February? All right. So I'm going to preface this with, I love a good B movie whenever it comes out just for the sheer craziness that it's willing to go there. Is B movie two coming out? I didn't even know that uh, was coming out in February. <laughs> Seinfeld's been a easy man. Yeah. So um, that is uh, not a tease to B movie two, but I'm going with Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. Little Liam Neeson. That's uh, that's my good B-movie. It looks like it will be the upgrade of 2019. The movie upgrade from 2018. That's what it'll be for 2019. Okay. All right. What do you got, Drew? I totally forgot about that. Uh, I have Happy Death Day to you. That's a good I, choice. I love the first one. No, that's a good choice. I, I considered that as well. Um, that's going to be Do you think uh, it can live up to the first one? The first one is another one of those like Jumanji where you went in with low expectations and so it was really fun. Yeah. I don't know now that we've got high expectations if it's going to be able to match. That's the problem is we expand the idea of it. Can you, can you stick the landing? We'll find out. But I'm, I, I really love that first one. Although she is great. Yeah, she's cool. Um, I'll say this. The trailers make it look really fun. Mm -hmm. They really do. Uh, me for February? I'm yeah. surprised nobody mentioned this. 
Lego Movie 2, the second part. I definitely mm. considered it, for sure. Like, that's easily one of my most anticipated of the year. Um, Lego Movie, as you all know, is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of the funniest animated movies. Is it the funniest animated movie I've ever seen? Possibly. Uh, I can't Ooh, remember. That'd but be a fun conversation. That would be a fun conversation. <laughs> um, but, but I'd need to do some research. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I guarantee you it would be uh, a research you would be excited to jump into. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> yeah. doubt. But, um, no, it's hilarious. A great cast. I mean, Emmett is just one of the most lovable characters mm-hmm. ever. And uh, uh, I, just, I just can't wait. It looks so fun. The trailers make it look great. I agree. I'm excited to see what they can do with now it. Now, my question is, do you think after the ending, I don't necessarily want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't Such seen it. Such a great ending. Will they it really stick is. to that and then bring that into the fold for the second film? Will that have any kind of action for the second film? Curious. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't want to... Uh feel like they're revisiting too much from the first yeah. movie and they just want to stick to one story and try not try and do another twisty thing like they did. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I, I just hope, want the last. I hope they don't feel handcuffed to do that. I hope they feel okay to to be able to make something different. Uh, look and see if Lord Miller are doing this one too. I don't think they are, which no. is my big concern. Yeah, I don't think Lord and Miller are, are shepherding this one Ruh-roh. like they did the first one. So that is that is also something I, I am concerned about. Um, all right, we have a situation here, guys, in February. We each picked a different movie. I will go ahead and sacrifice Hidden World because I know that's a personal thing. Um, so we don't have to consider that one. Um, I, for me, I think our 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 choice should come down to between probably Lego Movie and Happy Death Day. Are you okay with that, Daniel? I know like the Liam Neeson thing is important to you, but it's uh, I, honestly I didn't even know about this Liam Neeson movie. You haven't seen the trailer or preview no. to it. It is going. I'm just really pumped for it. Um, I, I would be, I would be willing to to compromise, but I'm just so, I'm so pumped. Sure. For that. Yeah. No. Um, totally. Yeah. I, uh, because I am intrigued by the other, the other films. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. That's something same as Drew. I'm not seeing the other films. So yeah. the I've seen Happy Death Day and Lego Movie. So I'd be okay. Uh, Picking between those two. I'm going to make a pitch for Happy Death Day, and here's the pitch. If I had these two movies sitting in front of me, Lego Movie 2 and Happy Death Day to You, I am more interested and curious how they're going to handle Happy Death Day to You than I am Lego. I think I kind of get where, you know, the humor of Lego Movie. We've seen Lego Batman. Like, we kind of get that. It's going to be great. Believe me, it's going to be fun and amazing, and I'm going to laugh a lot. But I am so curious about Happy Death Day to You. So that's, that's my choice of the two. What do you guys think? That's interesting because I was going to jump on yours and say because we know <laughs> the first Drew. one is so good. Yeah, so that's... we're at another stalemate. It too. Well, Daniel hasn't hasn't weighed in. I'll say Happy Death Day to you. Okay, uh, so we are at a stalemate. So it, is, so it is split. Here, well, there, there we, is... we I had then I'll keep my first pick. I mean, we're, we're going to run around in circles. Well, the re- the reason with Happy Death Day is the fact that are they expanding upon something that it will and in, be influenced by the whole. Uh, time travel idea right, in a yeah. completely different way. And so anytime you bring up time travel, you win. For me, that's yeah. the case. How do you Any- do Groundhog's Day 2? Like how like I'm just so curious to to see how they'll they'll figure that out. So Yeah. All right, we're we'll make it official since uh since Drew says he, that was your original one anyway. Yes, though again I was I was gonna jump on that. Hey, let's Lego call it a tie. Right? Let's call it a tie. Thanks, bud. <laughs> let's call it a tie. Because we know the first one's so good. Yeah. That 
I promise I, you, I would not do this under usual circumstances. I think this is the the perfect, um, you know, uh, conglomeration of events to make this happen. We're going to call it a tie. Lego Movie and Happy Death Day to you uh, are our most anticipated for February. All right, let's move on to March. Some good stuff in March. <laughs> uh, my most anticipated movie of March is Us. I had a feeling. Um, I that surprises me. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a bonus most anticipated movie in March, which is Captain Marvel. Um, both of them are on my 15. Uh, but Us is one that, man, I cannot get out. I cannot get get out out <laughs> of my head. <laughs> it's a tough sentence to say. Uh, I will say, Aaron, I have pretty much adopted your uh, the, the view of not going in and watching trailers. Yeah, Bruno cool. says, um, I can be kind of annoying about that because I'll end up saying I will try to not be there and mm -hmm. see and if i do if i have to be there then sometimes i will like close my eyes yeah, la, yeah, la, 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 yeah. La, la, la. but not knowing that you have not seen the pra the trailer to us i have not i will say us the trailer is probably the greatest trailer we've had in 10 years Ooh, oh i'm so uh, happy it's a yeah, it's, it's a good. great trailer I, don't know if I agree with that yeah I don't what about either. force awakens that trailer is pretty awesome i mean i didn't see it till after the movie but no. I do love that trailer. I, I've gone back and rewatched the Us trailer so many times I can't wow. count. And, and I rarely, I have, for a few years now, I've tried to just avoid all trailers. But there is something about that movie I cannot, and it's not just the allure of, of Jordan Peele, because I think what he's doing is pretty genius not since Get Out. But this is just so intriguing to me, and I'm, I'm on board 100% of the way. Wow. All right. So two for us. What and, do you got, Drew? And I agree with what you said, too. It's us. That's my pick. But Captain Marvel gets the bonus. So so one of your choices is Captain Marvel yeah. as well. All right. Oh, you're doing? Oh, well, that's that's mine as well. Is that your number one? Number one is us. Okay. <laughs> bonus would be uh, Captain Marvel. Right, I'm really you, interested so to, uh, to see what Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden do with Captain Marvel. Because they do like these small character studies. And now they're... Um, they're they're moving on. Oh, I'm pumped for Captain Marvel. I'm excited. I have us, but mm -hmm. I'm saving my bonus for some other months. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Now, are you you're right. excited for Captain Marvel though? Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah. She's an amazing Carol Danvers is an awesome character. He knows how much I like comic books. Yeah, now, yeah I, for sure. I honestly, very much so like Black Panther, I don't know really anything about Captain Marvel. So I'm going into this. and The actual character or the movie? The character and the movie, both. Okay. And I've tried to avoid as many trailers with Captain Marvel, mm -hmm. but with the character for Black Panther as with Captain Marvel, I wonder if I will end up loving Captain Marvel kind of the same way I love Black Panther basically having no idea of what I'm getting into while I'm watching it. So that's kind of my prediction going forward, that it may crack my top five for all Marvel movies because of that reason. Interesting. All right, so the official uh, most anticipated movie of March for Sif Pop is Us. Um, let me throw out a couple. I meant to do this for February as well. The only one that, that wasn't mentioned, or actually there were a couple of them that weren't mentioned in February that are also somewhat anticipated. Uh, Alita Battle Angel, a lot of people I are really looking forward to. I really wanted to put that on there, but yeah, Us of, is, you know, yeah, Us. Yeah. Well, that, and that was February. but And then also in February is a movie called High Flying Bird. Uh, which is Soderbergh's next movie has like Zazzy Beats in it. What? And Andre Holland? Yeah, we got a Soderbergh movie. Yeah, we got a Soderbergh movie coming with out in Beats. February. Yeah, with, with Zazzy. Beats. 
Um, we did not have like a trailer and for it's, this. It's a sport. This it's about? a sports drama too. So I'm I'm excited to kind of see what what's going on there. Uh, so anticipating that one. And then in March, nobody mentioned Dumbo, but that's certainly one that's going to make some waves. Mm, yeah, um, but I'm so, not stoked for it. Uh, we'll see well, how that goes. Uh, have you seen or heard about Where'd You Go, Bernadette? It's the new Richard Linklater movie. Yeah, when's that come out? March. I saw that's a preview for mention. that the other day, and I had no idea Linklater did it. I didn't think it necessarily looked that good, but <laughs> well, saw well, we'll his see. name. And certainly I certainly like, worth okay. mentioning. <laughs> uh, let's move on to April. Um, hmm. Hmm. Curious. What's my most anticipated movie for April? Uh, I'm going with a little indie film called Endgame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very low budget. <laughs> low budget. Low, not a lot of cast yeah, members. Lots of characters. We really got we really to you know, let people know we gotta about this movie. We got to get the word out. We, yeah, we absolutely have to get the word out. So. We might not get another one. It might not do well enough to. That's us. true. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I mean, it could be argued that Endgame is the most anticipated movie of all time. Could be argued that. I think it's either that or another movie that's coming out in 2019. Could be argued as this that. one. No, it's got to be Endgame. Well, the, and the reason the culmination is... culmination of 10 years. Exactly. 10 years, off. 19 movies. You know, like, it's just... It's insane that... That we are we are witnessing a superhero soap opera. You know? <laughs> that, has, that has 19 complete feature-length episodes. And it's just insane. This is going to blow your mind, Aaron. Endgame? Not my most anticipated movie of Ooh, 2019. Well, we will get there eventually. That is exciting. A nice tease. But it's from obviously Mr. Ormsby. But it's obviously for April. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have any others shout outs or bonuses? My my bonus is Pet Cemetery because I'm a huge Stephen King fan. So that's on your official 15. Then that's your official bonus for for, for yeah. Okay, Pet nice. Cem- Pet Cemetery makes uh, it's my bonus. Endgame is my pick, but. Pet Cemetery makes the bonus round for April. I'm okay. glad you mentioned Pet Cemetery. I really yeah, am. No, me too. Did you have a bonus? I do, and it's um, Shazam. My, that, that, that's, that, Shazam's my bonus. Um, oh, you picked it as an official bonus? As an official bonus. See, I didn't pick it as an official bonus, but I am really excited about it. That's a good choice. So, Shazam's one of my favorite like top five uh, DC characters. So well, and I I'm just stoked. I love Chuck, man. He's, he's, he's the best. He's so great. <laughs> he's on the second season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And he's so good. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, but Endgame is the official most anticipated for April. Uh, yeah. Now it starts to get a little bit interesting over the summer. Going to have to throw some bonuses in maybe to get some of these movies in. Yep. Uh, we're going to start with May. Uh, I'm going to go. This one may surprise you. But for my most anticipated movie of the month of May, I'm going with Ad Astra for my most anticipated movie. Um I this this is exciting to me on you know the basic level of Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, you know science fiction thriller. Like put those three things in a sentence, I'm already in. Um, but I just I am such a fan of original films that aren't sequels, and like you know I'm just I'm really excited to see what this is going to be. So Ad Astra actually comes out on top for me in May. What about you, Daniel? So that is a film that I'm I'm looking forward to, but that is not it. I'm going with John Wick yeah. Three. Parabellum. Yeah. Yeah. Figure. What is it? Par- I hadn't heard that. Parabellum is like the subtitle. It's Latin mm. means prepare for war. Mm, I thought it was a part of the brain. Yeah. The parabellum. Doesn't that sound like a part of it the does. brain? Yes. Okay. You're thinking of... cerebellum. Close well, enough. Yeah, it's close enough. It rhymes. Yeah. It make for a nice song. Well, yeah. That's. It looks. I'm so stoked for John Wick. I love the John Wick universe. It's so good. 
Okay, so I'm the weird one that thinks John Wick 2 was a big letdown. So Ooh. I really like the first I think John I, Wick. And... I think I like John Wick 2 more than one. Really? Oh, I think I do. I don't think so. It's really close because I nobody expected the first John Wick movie to be good. It sounded like the most cliched, awful Keanu Reeves movie, and it was amazing. And then I went in, you know, with super high hopes for John Wick 2, and it delivered. So I don't know if that's why or not, but that whole common fight scene... It's like one of the best fight scenes ever. I don't know. It just felt a little full of itself to me. It just felt like it like it didn't have the magic the first one had. Like the first one, I don't know, I felt what Keanu felt in that first. You know what I mean? Like the inciting incident with the dog and everything. Like they try to give him an inciting incident, uh, inciting incident with, with John Wick 2, but I never felt it. I, it just felt, it all felt pointless to mm. me. So... Um, I get that the action is fun and incredible, but I was I just didn't have buy-in in John Wick two like I did in John Wick one. So maybe Ruby Rose though, man, she was awesome. Yeah, Ruby enough. Rose was pretty great. I think that in John Wick two, the world building was kicked up a notch. I agree with that, but that that's not that's what drew me into John Wick one was the world building. I get that's a key part of it, and that's, yeah. that makes it. And and I'm gonna come off sounding like I don't like it. I actually like John Wick two. I just. Didn't think it was as good as the first one. I got you. So I'm still excited. That to see was three, yours. Uh, did you have a bonus? Um, yes. Here's the thing. I've been going back and forth, and I've been trying to convince myself because I've got another bonus. But I'm going to go with Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Curious. Because I get it. I mean, I am really curious to see how it will come off and i don't i'm so i'm very taron edgerton right yes here's the thing taron edgerton and elton john they have this thing going on (laughs) yeah because elton john was in kingsman 2 right and then taron edgerton did i'm still standing in the what was it seeing is that what it's called in what the the one where the, the animated uh Oh, sing! Yeah, sing yeah, yeah, the yeah, music, yeah. Uh, monkey or animal movie thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. He was the gorilla, I think. Yeah, boy, I forgot that movie existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I just, I was like, sing. Like, oh, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah that, that's that. a thing that happened. Yeah. Is he singing? Yeah. Is Taron? Okay. Because I saw Cause the he, preview the other day, and I was like, eh, this isn't that one part Elton. of Sing where he's actually covering "I'm Still Standing" is my favorite part of the movie. He I wonder nails, if that's where it came from. <laughs> he nails Elton John. Um, wow, that's interesting. You're using an official bonus on it. That's your second yeah. that you've used, right? He you only have one left. On, uh... Uh, no, that's my third. Oh, you've what? used all your bonuses already? We're to May? We're five months in and you've used all three of your bonuses? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We've got was... June and July coming up, man. <laughs> he was all in on Bohemian, and I think the director of this was the one that replaced Brian Singer. So you're you're all in on Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, and here's the thing, like, I, uh, well, that's an entirely different conversation about Bohemian, but for this, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I don't know if it will be good, but I'm very intrigued. I can't believe you blew your bonuses. That's insane. <laughs> All right, Drew, what do you got? What do you got for me? Uh, I'm with you at Astra. Interstellar is my absolute, I think, my favorite movie of the decade. Wow. I know that's Nolan. I think it's his masterpiece. If this can reach any levels of that, Sign me up. Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of get that vibe from it, uh, just from kind of the idea of sci-fi fiction and the way people talk about it. So, yeah. Any you, you blowing any bonuses in May? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you should on Rocket Man. <laughs> Andrew, what do you got? So I have two movies. Neither of them were mentioned. Okay. My most anticipated movie for May 
is Godzilla King of the Monsters. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. I get that. I had it listed as something to you know, I have least seen every single Godzilla movie ever made. Mm. It is That's a lot of movies, right? Oh, there's like 30 or 40. I was going to say. Oh all yeah. the uh, the Toho movies are dating all the way back to 1954 yeah. is wow. when the first Godzilla movie came wow. out. That wasn't long after you were born. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old timer. But honestly, no. It's so, I'm so stoked. King Ghidorah, one of my favorite villains of all time. It also has Rodan and Mothra. It's like my childhood is being formed right in front of me. The movie has Millie Bobby Brown in it, you know, 11 from Stranger Things. So yeah. Kyle Chandler. And Kyle Chandler. My boy Kyle Chandler. Nice. Yeah. Coach. Coach. Yeah. Coach. <laughs> and my bonus, a little movie called Brightburn. I know. Yeah. That's the other one I want. Oh, to man. Say. Brightburn looks so good. Yeah, that's Do you know anything bad, about bad guy it? Superman, right? Bad guys, bad kid Superman. Yeah, like it's the, it's the question Snyder uh, brought up in BVS: if, if yeah. this comes down and he's not right, who Superman is? Right, we're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Oh, it looks crazy good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. the The Godzilla thing is definitely intriguing to me. Um, let's go ahead and pick our official. Do we just go with that asterisk since two of us said it? Uh, and I know okay nothing about that. it, but I'm going to go with it. All yeah. right, all right. I'm the same. Uh, okay, so official Sif Pop most anticipated for May is Ad Astra. We didn't mention Aladdin, Aladdin which yeah. I think bears mentioning. Yeah. Um, and we also in the chat somebody Pikachu. mentioned Detective Pikachu. So that was going to be a third. That looks fun. Yeah. So good stuff. All right, let's move on to June. Uh, my most anticipated movie for the month of June is going to be Toy Story Four. Nice. Um, There's a Pixar person, I believe. Like my my blood has Pixar in it. Probably little Luxo Juniors. My white blood cells are probably shaped like little lamps. Now, what um, happens if like Pixar goes bankrupt? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I cry a lot. Um, you never leave the house. <laughs> stop eating. Listen, I think they deserve it. Uh, they very rarely make a mistake, Cars 3. But, uh, you know, overall... <laughs> Overall, Wait, cars shots three fired. or cars, cars two? I'm sorry, cars two. Yeah, okay. actually, no, cars. Uh, cars. <laughs> All the cars. The first say. cars movie is fine. It's you know it's down there. They on the did list, a cars but, three. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was better we went, than cars two. But. I hadn't seen the first two cars movies, and then when I started on the podcast, I had to go and review it. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. This is. <laughs> the worst um anyways uh the toy story movies in particular seem to somehow get better and better each time toy story 3 was you know so great so emotional so wonderful i'm excited to see what they have in store for us in toy story 4 so yeah i would put that movie in in a heartbeat over almost anything so um so yeah but i do have a bonus i'm gonna use one of my official bonuses my second official bonus goes to dark phoenix uh i am really excited for this boy drew you just gave me a look what's wrong with dark phoenix the X Men movies are bad. Yeah, no, the, they are. The last the couple have been really bad. Sounds rough. All right. Oh, that's yeah. my concern. Now this, I'm this has been delayed like four times. Oh, really? Because yeah. they they didn't know if the uh, the X Men were going to get introduced from Fox into the MCU. Yeah. And Aren't then they like reshooting the third act or something. Yeah. Too? But it, maybe it, that's because it will be in the maybe they are kind of. I hope not. I don't like stuff. this. I don't like this young really? class. Of... I would start if you're doing it in the MCU. You have to start over. Yeah, Man, do I'm, I just? Love... I'm with Drew. You have to. Yeah, I mean, I probably as much as you. I love Fassbender. And well, that's McAvoy, what I was gonna say. Like, I think Fassbender and McAvoy are so great. They're the only two, though. Yeah, no, that's basically... I'm, um, uh, Quicksilver's great. Like, I, well, there's I, already been a Quicksilver yeah, in the MCU. Well, that's, you can't. Well, that's true. That is a little weird. Yeah. Um. 
man, it's going to be an interesting, that's going to be quite See, an but, interesting merger. And, you know, um, you can't have this cast because then you, because uh, what's Hugh Jackman said he's not going to do Wolverine anymore, so they'd well, have to recast you know, Wolverine. There's a number somewhere. <laughs> there's a number high enough. Mm, not that Hugh Jackman needs a high number. He's probably got plenty of high numbers in his bank account already. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I guess I'm definitely more excited about that one than most, but Toy Story 4 is my official. What do you got? Daniel? All right. So speaking of X-Men, I'm going to have to choose Ford v. Ferrari or Ford versus. I was Ferrari so close to picking that one. Uh, reason, I mean, the director, he's actually that primary reason why I'm so interested in that film. And yeah. I, I just want to see what his follow-up is. Very nice. What was uh? Do we know anything about that movie? Is it is it like explain it to me? Because I haven't seen obviously any trailers or really based on a true story yeah. of a uh, endurance car race in the sixties, mid sixties. Le Mans. Two competing okay. companies. All right. Trying to outdo each other. Do you remember nice. Rush? The one. Yes. That had cr- yes. Yeah. Well, this is James Mangold who did you know Logan, Three Ten to Yuma, mm-hmm. and yeah. all those. And yeah. I think he did uh, what was the Johnny Cash movie? Uh, Walk the Line. Yeah. He did that one too. This is his take. On another famous, you know, really competitive between Ford and Ferrari. Nice. Yeah, great cast. Ru- Rush is a great he's, movie. He's working with Christian Rush Bale again. Rush is so good, yeah. Yeah, underappreciated Ron yeah. Howard film. I think it was in the 19... Here, I'll pull it 66, up. 66, I believe. 66, yeah. The Le Mans okay. 1966. Nice. Matt Damon, Christian Bale. Well, Daniel, you're out of bonus picks, so you don't even get to, yeah, to pick yeah, a no, second I, one I anymore. So Ex- move along, Except Daniel. Except for uh, uh, with Christian Bale being it, that's the only thing I wanted to mention because he ended oh, up... Oh, Bale's losing, in it? Yeah, and yeah. he lost an insane amount of weight from playing dick to this yeah mm-hmm. yeah well sure. matt damon is going to be carl shelby and that just sounds so cool mm-hmm. yeah oh damon and and bale yeah yeah nice. and bale's ken miles so in a summer film and and bale worked with mangold for 310 so they're coming back. yeah yeah that's yeah, totally. my uh that's my pick that's your pick as well yeah, that's a really good pick that is a good pick. Uh, and this is june right yep uh i'm going with another movie nobody's mentioned i'm going men in black I international uh, yeah i was definitely gonna bring it up uh, if nobody did yeah i mean they already proved their chemistry with Thor Ragnarok, you know? Mm-hmm. So seeing them... And the trailer does look good. I was surprised with how good the trailer looked. I'm all in on this funny man Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I really am, too. I, he's, I'm just all in on Hemsworth. Yeah. I, I, get, I guess I'm missing something. I'll say it right now. I, I don't... I It's like Jason Momoa. I, I think he's fun and funny, but I, I'm not seeing the allure. I just, like, I mean, you can okay. go back to, he's you can okay. go back to, you know, Cabin in the Woods. Like, I mean, now that that I'm cool with, bad times I'm cool with, yeah. but there's something about Hemsworth that there, it's very, he's very hit or miss with me. Mm. Like, I, I enjoy, but like Ghostbusters, I did not have fun. Well, Ghostbusters is just a bad movie. I will tell you, uh, in all my years now of, I think this will be my sixth year going to the Critics' Choice Awards. He is by far the most gorgeous specimen of a man I have ever seen in person. <laughs> now he, that's something. With, it's in like it's like hot like I don't have understand. Have you seen how, Alexander Skarsgård? <laughs> not, not in person. No. Uh, okay. No. That, well, I no. bet if it's you saw different him. in person, man. That kind of stuff is it's different in person. It's now, like, how does he compare to Liam? <laughs> I haven't met Liam. I haven't I haven't met Liam yet. So. Uh, so what do you you had Men in Black? So I think we go with uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Then we had two votes for it. And I'm really stoked for Ford yeah, versus Ferrari. I'm fine Ferrari. with that. I'm fine with that. The official Sif Pop most anticipated movie of June is Ford versus like Ferrari. Now, the, now that, that wasn't one of my bonuses. For. I want to make sure. Ford, sure. Okay. How many bonuses you got left? 
One more, and it's coming up right here. I have got uh, one more left as well. Uh, Drew, how many bonuses do you have? Um, looks like one more. All right, so we've each got one more left. Andrew has already tipped his hat. He's using his in July. I get it. Totally understand. My most anticipated for July, though, is Sparter, Sp- Sparterman. Mm-hmm. Spoodermoon. Spiderman. Fur from Hom. Er, my girl, Spiderman. Fur from Herm. Fur from Herm. Spiderman, fur from Herm is my most anticipated for uh, July. Um, yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed the MCU Spider Man movies. Yeah. Excited for this one as well. Tom Holland is great. He's the best Spider Man ever. Jake um, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. No love for Jake G. <laughs> well, sure, of course. That's yeah. one of my big reasons for really wanting to see this. And Mysterio. I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I will, t- I will tell you this. I'm always amazed by Jake Gyllenhaal because he will be in something and blow my mind to his performance, like a Nightcrawler or something. I mean, lots of stuff. There's a ton of stuff. And then he'll be in something else, and I'll be like, he's nothing in that. Like uh, Life. Like, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, maybe, maybe it takes so. the right director or something to pull. But I guess for the, I mean, he's like 90% all wins. So like, uh, I, you know, not that I, I doubt like him, good but even in crappy movies, so like Southpaw, he's not great in life. For. Well, that movie also sucks. <laughs> well, you just said in crappy movies. <laughs> so I don't think it's, I, well, you, I okay. liked life more than you did. Yeah, I don't I love life. <laughs> I don't love life. I'm, I'm the same. Life. I'm on the on the same page as you. You don't love life either, <laughs> but you like life. You like life. It's okay. Life, uh, life's okay. It's life. just okay. All right. Uh, so what do you got, Daniel? All right. With the ensemble, uh, yeah. with the story, yeah. Once upon a time in yeah. Hollywood, I got to go with that. Hold up. That's that's a uh, July. Yeah, it's a that's July. an August movie. No, that's a July release. The, it, um, I had it as a July release at least. Yeah, the end of July. It's the la- It should be the August last 9th. Friday. August 9th is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, That's what it says on IMDb. Hey, Google. Huh. When does Once Upon a Time in Hollywood come out? Well, maybe it's not that? wide until August? Or July 26th is the release date. That's what Ooh, I kept you have coming to do up some with. I got to do some reshuffling. Andrew's got to do some reshuffling. Man! So now that, it also means I get my uh, your bonus back. You Maybe bonus. you just shift your bonus to July. Or no, wait. No, because I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. All right, I'll, all right. I'll, be, we'll, I'll do we'll some and Give me a second. So sorry. go ahead and talk a little more about Once Upon a Time for Hollywood. Once Upon a Time. There's a lot of controversy surrounding it. Now I know that they did push it back or move it forward. One of the two from its original release because the Sharon Tate death that is around that same time and. Tarantino took a lot of heat for that. I know that he did a little reshuffling for that, or the studio did. But this is focused on a washed-up actor and his stuntman, as played by Leo uh, DiCaprio and then Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. They're the team. And then this ensemble is insane. There's like anyone who's in Hollywood and acting, they're in this film, it seems like. (laughs) It's true. It feels like it. Have you been in a commercial? Yeah, get in this movie. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that'll, I, I have no clue what to expect with that. Now I will tell you would never have been on my most anticipated because I am not a Tarantino guy. Uh, and almost every Tarantino movie is the same story. Everybody's hyped about it and the Tarantino fans love it. And I go in and I go, well, that's something, you know, like it's just, I, it's, it's hard for me even to sit through a lot of his movies. So, and 
Aaron, you have a lot of the same feelings that I do in terms of with the hype building up to it. This is a first time I'm like, yes, yes, I'm we'll in see. on that. We'll see. Because for for this movie, like Tarantino, there are a lot of things that I, until I watch it, but then even after that, I appreciate it, but I'm not on the typical Tarantino like love list uh, yeah. in terms of like, I'm there, I got to be there. But this is the first time I felt that about his films it, that have been released. In it theater. could be amazing. I mean, I, obviously, the guy has talent. I'm not saying he doesn't oh, have yeah, talent. Absolutely. I just think he suffers from his own predilections. You know, like he, he just he's. I don't know. I think he needs reined in. And it's uh, with some of his stuff. Penultimate film before retirement. That's what he says. That's what he says. We'll <laughs> see. On. We'll see. All right. What do you got, Drew? Uh, that's I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I like Leo a lot. Cast's great. Yeah. Kurt and Russell. again, I'm like you guys. I'm not a huge. Not a huge Tarantino fan. I never even saw The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um, which is his last movie, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't. I'm kind of indifferent on him. I think when he's good, he's good. Um, I think he's maybe a tad overrated, but I'm all in him for this one. You you have to see Hateful Eight just for Kurt Russell. You don't have to see Hateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as much nobody as I has, love, nobody as has much, to see anything. As much as I love uh, uh, Tarantino, Hateful Eight was a letdown. Was yeah. All well, right. What's your what's your movie then, Andrew? Now that you've done your reshuffling, man. I guess because this this does mean you have to drop one of yours because now you've got three. Because you said already said your bonus was in July, which I've I've shuffled it around. Oh, I'm you not, could do two bonuses in July. You could do that. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna save my bonus and just say that I'm super stoked for Spooder Moon and uh, Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. and I'll just go with The Lion King, just so it gets mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah, no, sure, that's that's a fine choice. Because the animated Lion King is my favorite Disney movie of all time. Yeah. It's really weird to call this a live-action remake, though, isn't it? No, it's not. It, oh, no, it is not a live-action so, remake. Yeah, it's I, so I agree weird. with you. I, like, I just, it's it's still animated. <laughs> yeah. I the in part of this is the reason I think more and more we're going to hear people talking about breaking down those category walls and just saying, look, I mean, movie uh, Avengers Endgame <laughs> is an animated movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you know, Star Wars movies are animated films for the most part. So it's, they go to space. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an interesting distinction to be making. Um, but yeah, Lion King's a fine choice. Uh, I am going to throw my vote towards Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, and we already had two who had it as their most anticipated. So, so there we go. There we go. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, most anticipated movie for July. Beating out Spider-Man, Fur from Herm. Fur from <laughs> Herm. I mean, he goes through fur from Herm. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man is actually never fur from Herm. He's yeah. a little bit far from home, but... Yeah. Uh, August. Let's move on to August. This was a tough month. So I th- this, this for me, August and September, of course, no no surprise, the weakest month. Um, but I'm going to go with the New Mutants. Yeah. Um, speaking of X-Men, I'm excited to see what they do with that. So that's my most anticipated. Daniel? I'm going with the little film that's uh, kind of flying under the radar. Guillermo del Toro is uh, attached to this, and it's the scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm, okay. Is that when on, that comes out in uh, August? Right now it's being penned in the beginning of August, the second weekend in August. And this is uh, the book. Whenever that came out, I remember it's reading terrifying. that. It's yeah. It's a terrifying kid's book. And that is, if they, and I'm, I have faith that they will, but this story could be terrifying as well, and they could match that. And with that being the case, I'm just excited to see what what they do with this and if they do it right i could see that there could be like a franchise that they could build off of this but if there's a one and done i'd be happy enough with that 
I like the art style. I hope they keep the art style from the books like in this movie. Yeah. What do you got, Agreed, Drew? Yeah. I got the same thing. Are you cheating and no, just no. reading my laptop? <laughs> I, I, I will show you my list. And there See, was a you two are so cute together, there holding hands point. and picking Seriously. the same movie. I didn't have anything for August until like this morning. Yeah. I was like, I can't find anything. Yeah. And then There's I one other I could on mention that I will hear after we hear what Andrew's got. I'm going with New Mutants. Yeah. I'm stoked for a X-Men horror film. It's crazy. It's uh, I never would have thought of it. I'm yeah. excited for it. All right, so here we've got a two versus two, New Mutants versus... I mean, we've got Sif Pop versus Quality Check here. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we you know, know what? we're live I'm from the throwing, bunker. I'm throwing, my, I'm throwing my vote towards... All right. Yeah, because... Partner has betrayed me. Well, I didn't know this when it came out in August. Okay, all right, fair enough. August 9th. August 9th. Uh, so what's it? Scary Stories in the Dark? Scary to Stories tell to Tell in the, in the Dark. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is the official Sif Pop most anticipated for the month of August. The other one I would mention is Artemis Fowl. Nah, nah. So I've heard some buzz about it at least. Yeah. Uh, all right. it's, it's a Kenneth Branagh movie about a little kid who steals an elf mm-hmm. prince or something like that. Well, or a fairy I, prince. I, I love Kenneth Branagh movies, so I think he's a great director. So Did he direct... Uh, Murder on the Orient mm-hmm. Express, yes. or was he just yeah. in it? No, he also he, directed. He also directed it. He also he's did the first Thor the movie. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it? I guess he's doing the new uh, Murder on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Death on the. Death oh on yeah, the we'll, Nile, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, all right, so September. 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 There was only one movie I was even looking forward to at all in the month of September, uh, and it will be my official most anticipated. It is Downton Abbey. I, Are you kidding I me? I am a huge Abbey head. Uh, I I am all for the the Downton crew, and I cannot wait to see them again. Bring it! Bring on the British soap opera, man! I'm I've never all for seen it. a frame of that, and I oh, never will. I it's don't think. So me neither. Me it's neither. So great. I, well, that, I haven't either. Well, I'm sure hey, it's good. I, I just... was going to say that makes me very happy because at least you're coming from a place of ignorance. Because this show is amazing. <laughs> I'm uh, sure my you know my folks love it. <laughs> Um, so I'm excited to see the Down Abbey movie. And it's the only thing in September I'm excited to see. Tell me what I'm missing. What do you got, Daniel? All right, so that is also my most anticipated... No, I'm joking. It's not, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, it's got to be It Chapter 2. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Drew looks me right in the eye. I am a huge Stephen King fan, so that's why I said Pet Cemetery earlier. So bring on the King adaptations. Yeah, yeah I'm not looking... I mean, I didn't much enjoy I it as much as everybody else you did. You knew that Daniel and I were huge King fans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark Tower's yeah. my favorite books yeah. of all time, all me, that stuff. Me too. Yeah. And I, Are you really? You know, yeah, I love We just love need Stephen to hang King. out, guys, and just talk <laughs> Stephen yeah. King first. I'll just, we'll, we'll I'll just head upstairs. You guys yeah. can have the podcast. Yeah. We'll call it uh, Sift Quality or something, and I'll, it's uh, also I'll your, back out. It's your number. It's your pick for September mm-hmm. 2. Easily. I, look, and, and this I knew cast. This. this cast. I mean, once they started picking the adult versions for these kids, I'm like, Jessica Chastain, that's obvious. And then they just kept going and going and going, and I'm like, whoa, whoa I, they literally picked my dream team for the this fact movie. that Bill Hader is in a horror mm-hmm. film. Yeah. I it's, love it. Yeah, no, that's so great. Good. No, that's fine. That That's totally great. I just wish it was a different story. Yeah. Although I will say I will say this about it. It was a movie that owned its scares in a way that I haven't seen a horror movie do in a long time, and I really did appreciate that. They are sunshine scares. It's they are, daytime horror. Yeah, it's, yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw daytime horror. And I, and I love that. We're so inundated with the tricks of darkness and shadows, and this is a movie that's like, no, we can scare you in the sunshine. And I, I, I really do, uh, if not enjoy it i honor it you know like i think that's that's an interesting thing to do so 
I didn't, yeah, we'll see. I didn't think there was going to be a better Pennywise, mm-hmm. but Bill is he's so good. Yeah, he's easily way better. Yeah, I know it's it's you know the TV movie you know it was doing what it could for a TV movie. This is what the it wanted to be, and yeah, I'm so stoked for it. Chapter two. All right. So that is the official one. Yeah, it is. Woo. It chapter two for September. Um, can we just do? Can we just do like a like a cross like a you know it chapter two Downton Abbey you know like and have it'd be a good double feature. I, well, I think just combine the movies somehow. You know, have uh, Downton it. Yeah, have Pennywise Downton uh, Abbey. <laughs> no, no, Andrew. No, that doesn't that doesn't work at all. You can't say those words together. Uh, all right, so we're heading on to October. Uh, most anticipated movie in October for me is "You Are My Friend," the uh, Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie. They renamed well, it. They renamed beautiful it "Beautiful Day in the, day neighborhood. In the Neighborhood." Oh, okay, yeah. very nice, Mr. Movie Man. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I just I'm excited to see. I still something. haven't seen that documentary. Oh, oh, it's the best documentary of the year. It's on HBO next month, so that's why I'm waiting. Yeah. So the other, did you guys see the documentary Three Identical Strangers? Yes, that may be my favorite. There are it's four. Tough. It's so there tough. Are between four those two, incredible documentaries mm-hmm. this year. Like in, like any other year, any of the four would have yeah. been the best documentary of the year. Won't you be my neighbor? Three Identical Strangers, Minding the Gap, Minding the Gap, and um, what was the fourth RGB. one? No, not RGB. Uh, oh, uh, Free Solo. All four of those films are mind-blowingly good. So, yeah. No, that's it's been a good year for documentaries. Yeah. Um, I, I I, mean, we'll move on here to Daniel's Choice, but I got to say, I don't like the name change. Really? I, I really like You Are My Friend because it's supposed to be the story of this one moment where, uh, you know, a, a journalist was having a conversation with him trying to find out r- what actually makes Mr. Rogers tick, and they ended up developing this weird friendship. He found out that he actually is the guy on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Won't you be my neighbors? Like, I mean, I get it, because more people will know, oh, that's the Mr. Rogers movie, yeah. but that's nah, a loss for me. I think You Are My Friend's a great title. But anyways, yeah, Won't You Be My Neighbor is my pick for October. And it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Aaron. That's something that I... I'm still looking forward to that. And October's tough. There are some really good films. This is when we start ramping it up a little bit. I've yep. got to go with Todd Phillips' take on the Joker, though. Mm-hmm. Excited to see it? I am worried. But <laughs> I, honestly, at the same time, seeing Joaquin in this role will be so interesting. And from what I can tell, I, I don't know, but I'm a huge Zazie Beats fan. So you throw her in the mix. You got Robert... Uh, down or, or uh, Robert De Niro, and I, there there are certain things in here that could be really really good. So that's why it's my pick. Yeah, 2019 year of the beats, man. Oh, the- <laughs> uh, I had six movies, but I <laughs> <You'll>, <laughs> I don't I, I, do I don't think you know how this game works. <laughs> so uh, I will use my final bonus. All right, uh, number one, Gemini Man, the new Ang Lee. I it's a great choice. I definitely wanted to talk. I didn't about know Ang Lee had a new movie coming out. Will Smith. I, I saw Gemini Man, but I didn't see that Ang Lee or Will Smith was yeah. attached mm-hmm. to Sounds it. Sounds kind of like Looper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. Okay. Younger self going after his older self, and then bonus Joker. I, I'm Joaquin Phoenix. I just think. The fact that this is this is its own thing, it could be wild. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially, I scoffed at the idea: why are we doing this? And I actually think they might be onto something with uh, whatever this kind of just standalone. Yeah. Well, at this point, I think they're just kind of throwing spaghetti up against the wall, right? They've been like doing that since day one. I, well, I know, but it's uh, insane. Yeah. 
My final bonus, I'm throwing out both Joker and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Which one's your official, though? Uh, I'm going to go Joker. Okay. Mm. All but right. here's the thing. I'm not a fan of the character design. I don't like the makeup choice they put for Joaquin Phoenix. I, mm. I haven't he, seen it. He looks too much like a rodeo clown for me, as opposed to the crime prince or the clown prince of Gotham. Yeah. I want to see it in action. Yeah. I think I could change it a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that there could have been better casting for the Joker than Joaquin Phoenix because that guy immerses himself in a role like nobody else. And I've seen him terrifying. If he is even a smidge of what he was like in The Master, which mm. I think his character in The Master, like if you just ramp up, give him some more laughs, that would be a terrifying Joker. I think the Joker is hmm. one of the greatest villains of all time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, Todd Phillips, Agreed. this cast, it's got to be my pick. All right. And I'm a DC go. head, so. October, yes, official choice is Joker for Sif Pop as the most anticipated movie. Uh, November, lots of great stuff coming out in November of 2019. Was there? Um, well, I, I will use my final bonus in the month of November. Okay. Um, my official choice. What, what's going on he over there, quality did, check? He looks at my list and just takes whatever I have. I have it written down here. I'm not even looking at it. Yeah, you guys have agreed on everything. <laughs> not, well, coming up, we All right, won't. Uh, Drew, I'm going to let you go first before Daniel now, so you can you, you can give your it's own choices. Late. He's already seen you it. You can give your own choices. Anyways, my official pick for November is Knives Out. Um, so that's, that's what I'm going with for the most anticipated. And then for my bonus, you already mentioned it, Death on the Nile. I cannot wait to see another uh, uh, Kenneth Brano, um, you know, Murder on the Orient Express. That's Agatha, not even showing Agatha up. Agatha Christie. For mine. Like on my list of November movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't listed here. Which one is that? Which one isn't showing up? Death on the Nile. Mm. Yeah, I think it's supposed to come out in November. So Now, and we should say, this is a good time to say this since you mentioned that. This all can change. You know, we you could be listening to this a couple months from now, and some of these movies may have dropped off completely, gotten shifted to 2020, moved up in the year. Like, that kind of stuff does happen. Well, but, that's, um, that's why Under the Silver Lake was going to make my list, but that was, for me, last year. And yeah. It keeps getting pushed back. And yeah, I got a screener for that, and now it's not coming out until like May? June? Yeah. Yeah. This summer. And then there's a Danny Boyle film that is up in the air with uh, Richard Curtis, who's writing, and I'm really intrigued by that, but I left it off of my summer selection because it's all up in the air and i kept going there were two conflicting reports on when it was would be coming out all right let me let me just run through knives out since it's my official choice knives out mystery crime film i'm in directed by ryan johnson i'm in stars daniel craig chris evans lakeith stanfield michael shannon don johnson jamie lee curtis tony collette and christopher Plummer. Uh, Who are those people? I'm in. <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard of maybe one of those. You oh, forgot Don God. Johnson. How can you forget Don no, Johnson? No, I said Don Johnson. Oh, you I did? I certainly okay. said Don Johnson. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know anything <laughs> I was like, how can you forget Crockett? <laughs> but I, that's all I need to know to know that November 27th, 2019 is going to be an amazing day. So I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Dan- I'm sorry. What does Drew have, Daniel? <laughs> We 100% agree. <laughs> was Knives Out your choice as well? Yes, it was. <laughs> I have these written down, and it's in my, and I've not touched this because I'm memorized, so I can go through and show you. Knives Out comes out in November, like three months before the new Bond 25. 
Yeah. I'm in heaven with Daniel Craig. Love yeah, him. lots of lots of good Daniel Craig. Assuming stuff. that Bond twenty five actually happens. Yeah. You never know. Should have been. What do you boiled. got, Andrew? Well, <laughs> I did have Kingsman three because I didn't know about any of these other movies. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna have to throw it away. Um, and because you know I hate Frozen, so Frozen two didn't excite me. <laughs> I was gonna mention Frozen two. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But then I let it go. So. Uh, I. Yeah, I'm gonna go Knives Out. Yeah. I want after you mentioned Death on the Nile, I'm like, ooh, okay, that's gonna be my pick. But then you told me more about Knives Out. I'm like, okay, well, that, now that's my pick. So yeah. So yeah, Knives Out. For some reason, Terminator whatever terminator yeah. reboot it's a reboot out. yeah untitled terminator project is coming out in november 2018. which actually <laughs> linda hamilton is back and that is why i'm actually really excited but i'm also extremely worried yeah just remember james cameron with that last movie he was like this is this is it this is the proper sequel and yeah. it was garbage yeah i don't so if he's stand if he's backing this one up i don't mackenzie davis linda hamilton and one other person uh I know that Schwarzenegger is going to be the face, but some other guy is going to be the body for the T-800, so. Yeah. Tim Miller, he did the Deadpool movies, and uh, he also did, you know, all the stunts and stuff, so. There we go. Knives Out. <sighs> Knives Out. Is the official, most anticipated movie for November for Sif Pop. Last month of the year, it's December. Um, very easy for me, although there are a couple others that I will be excited to see. Nothing compares to episode nine in December for me. So that's my most anticipated. Daniel? I'm going to be overruled pretty easily on this. I'm just intrigued by what it will be. But it's uh, Sam Mendes' film, uh, 1917. I'm just curious to see what he is going to come out with. And, sure. Um, there's a lot of just kind of curiosity I have behind the project, but... That's it. All right. What do you got, Drew? Star Wars. Yeah. I'm going to go with He-Man Masters of the <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, episode 9. Man, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? You know I hate 8. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, 8 is so divisive. I really? Love, I love 8. It's, it's I of... cannot stand up. We, we, we Here at Sif Pop, we embody the divisiveness of The Last <laughs> Jedi. That's interesting because I was not a big Star Wars. I was a casual Star Wars fan. I uh -huh. saw The Last Jedi and was blown away. Yeah. And it got me to go back and watch all the old ones again and kind of fall in love with the, the It's a great movie, universe. isn't it? I loved it. <laughs> so here's what was funny. Uh, Aaron and I got lucky enough to go to Kansas City to see a pre-release, you know, get to see the, uh, what, what was it? Not a screener, but a... There's a press release. A press release yeah, yeah. for, press you know, screening. The Last Jedi. And uh, we left the theater. We, uh, we were talking to some people and uh, I just said... That's the worst Star Wars movie ever made, you know, just hyperbolic. And then Aaron was like, oh, it was the best uh, Star Wars movie ever made. And I thought he was just being s smarmy and, and like I going off of me. kidding. Yeah. And he thought I was kidding. <laughs> and then we get in the car and we're starting to drive home and like, well, oh, you, you really like it? You really believe that? You yeah. really hate that movie? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go online, see what all the other critics were saying about it, just because, you know, I, to validate you. Over half an hour, he was reading critical reviews. I was the only person that didn't like the movie. Yeah, the, you may forget this, but when Last Jedi, I, you, criti it was pretty critically acclaimed down the line. Yeah. So. It wasn't until the fans started seeing the movie that the divisiveness, and that's when I felt validated. Right, because critics can't be fans, too, so... You know, there's you can't hey, be both. I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying it wasn't until. <laughs> no, I know, I know, yeah. I totally know. But yeah, episode nine. I'm always going to be stoked for a Star Wars movie. It's inevitable. Yeah, and JJ's back, and it'll be interesting to see how he takes Force Awakens. 
love Force Awakens. As, as do I. I think Force Awakens is great. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how all that comes together, what he does. Um, it, man, it's going to be fascinating. So yeah, that'll be the official most anticipated for December. Yep. Uh, despite a little bit of love from Daniel for some Sam Mendes stuff. And He-Man, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> I would also throw out Jumanji 2, which we've talked about. Yeah. It's supposed to come out in December, um, which I'm excited about. And uh, Little Women, which is Greta Gerwig's Little Women, which, what a cast. So I'm, I'm excited about that one as well. Um, all right, here we'll do our top three. Now we'll start with Andrew and go the other way around the table. Let's start with number three and work our way to number one. Um, most years, this, I think, would be a little more interesting, uh, but there are some obvious ones this year, but maybe you guys will surprise me. Andrew, what's your number three? Uh, for my number three, I'm going to go with It Chapter 2. Ooh, Whoa, nice. All the way up at number three. All right, Drew, what's your number three? Uh, Jordan Peele's Us. Yep, good choice. Yeah, that is a good choice. That's a great choice. Uh, Daniel, number three? I will have to go with Knives Out. Mm, another good choice. Uh, I'm going with Glass. Ooh. Uh, glass. Getting it done early. Here, okay, I know, right? Here's the thing. I was going to put glass in my top three, but we're seeing it in a couple weeks. So maybe mm. that feeling of I'm going to get to see it soon and that not having to wait so long. You know, that's interesting because if you do like the like the mind, the the mind game of, OK, which one do I want to see most right now? You can almost relieve glass because like, well, I get to see it next week. Yeah, but I was I was I trying to put my mind. Us. I was trying to put my mind in a world where if I didn't choose it, I would never get to see it. So, you know, in that case, Glass ranks way up there as if anticipated. I, yeah. Man, even though... No, that's know, fine. Yeah. That's, that's totally fine. I'm just telling I'm, you where I'm, my even in my head, I'm still psychology... Doing, even in my head, I'm still doing... Would I be more excited to see It Chapter 2 or Glass? Knowing that the other one you never get to see. Yeah. Even then, I'm still... Probably just because I've read the book It, mm-hmm. I would go with Glass. Yeah. Mm. It's an but interesting it's, mind game. It's but, still close, man. Because yeah. just that cast for It Chapter 2... Has me so stoked. All right, what do you got at number two? Oh, okay. Uh, this is where I have Endgame. All right, Endgame at number two. Yep. Uh, I have Ad Astra at number two. Ooh, really anticipating Ad Astra. What do you got at number two? <laughs> this did not make any of my uh, month list because right now it's up in the air when it will come out, but oh. it's Scorsese's The Irishman. Interesting. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, and you're right. It doesn't have a release date, but it is your number two most anticipated that's supposed to come out this you year. Say I, thought Scor- it was supposed to, I thought it was pushed to 2020, was it not? It's still 2019 right oh, now. Okay. My guess is it will be at the end of 2019. It will end up being either November or December. It'll be like the last week of December whenever it's released in the limited theatrical run, but you say oh, for for like um, awards. awards. Because, mm. Yeah, because ne- even though it's a Netflix film and the budget's now ballooned to almost $200 million, Whoa. Yeah, it's 175 last time. 100 of that is for Pacino and the other 100 <laughs> is for De Niro. <laughs> Well, and, the digital... and then Pesci's just got to, you know, ask <laughs> no, for scraps. No, I think it's all the digital de-aging mm-hmm. stuff they're going to do in that movie. Yeah, so. because once they took that into the editing room and Scorsese, it, it was bought, the original uh, film, uh, Netflix ended up getting it for $102 million. Now it's just under $200 million. It's insane, but it's that <sighs> de-aging. You say Scorsese, you say gangster film you bring back pesci this is the film that i was really excited about whenever wolf of wall street came out and i just i'm pumped aaron i know how you feel about gangster films yeah but that's just it's up there i just no, i, I love scorsese i mean i no, i'm pumped to see it i, I can't wait and to it, see what they do i i and if they manage to pull off the de-aging of those people and have what looks like young you know de niro or you know 
They need to get the people who do the de-aging for Marvel. Right, but I'm saying if they they manage to do it without the Uncanny Valley... That's, yeah, what happens if this looks awful, though? Oh, it could. You, I mean, that ruins an entire movie. Yeah, it absolutely could. So now I'm curious. They're gonna but, grand moth tarkin it. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, Aaron. For you, that film. Are you excited about it? Even though you're not for gangster films, it's hard for you to get yeah, excited but, behind. Well, but I, I mean, I'm I'm excited by Scorsese, who's a great filmmaker, and I'm excited by the actors. So. Yeah, it's just if if it turns out that like many gangster movies, it um, you know it's a movie that wants me to buy in to the lifestyle, to be excited about the lifestyle, you know, to to be entertained by the lifestyle. Then yeah, I'll have those same issues. But um, but yeah, I don't know that. You know, I don't know what it's going to be. Sure. So yeah. What's your number two then, Aaron? My number two is also Endgame. So Avengers Endgame is in at number two for me. Okay. So number one. King of the Monsters, Godzilla. Ooh, Godzilla, like I said, number one. I've seen every single Godzilla movie. <clears throat> King Ghidorah, one of my favorite villains ever. This movie has everything that I've ever wanted. And you said earlier that you thought Us was the greatest trailer of all time. I actually think the trailer for Godzilla, not the uh, not this mm, one, but the other one, that, that first trailer, that so teaser good. where he's going out of the the high jump, that is the greatest trailer I've seen in the last ten years. Mm, interesting. That, that is because really it good. did have the it had the 2001 Space Odyssey you know song in the background and it was horrifying. Love that trailer. All right, Drew. Number one, uh, Knives Out. Nice. And number one for you, Daniel. Knives. No, I'm joking. It's uh, <laughs> it's us. It's got to be us. Us is number one. Uh, man, I'm the only one that mentioned it. And it's my number one Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's a sign of my I thought age. You were gonna say Toy Story Four. Well, you know, it's very interesting. We're that's in a, a good point. We're, we're in a year where Who are you? the Pixar movie. <laughs> there are three movies I'm more excited. Like I, I would sacrifice Toy Story Four to see any of these three movies if I knew I wasn't going to be able to see them otherwise. And I can't Toy Story imagine. And so perfectly that right. That is like, my thing. It's like. No, I'm I'm totally with you, and that that weighs into it. But I cannot imagine a world where I don't get to see Star Wars finish the Skywalker saga. Like, and and again, that may be part of my nostalgia, my age. Like the original movies, the original movie came out when I was two. Um, the very first Star Wars movie came out when I was two, which means I when home video started, and you know those were available to tape off of TV, and I'd watch them over and over again as you know a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old. Like, I, it's just. It was all me and my friends cared about. We'd stand on the playground and say, you know what? You know what I heard? I heard George Lucas has nine movies that he wants to do. Three before this and three after. You think that'll ever happen? No, that'll never happen. You know, Return of the Jedi was the last one. And then the prequels happened. Then it was like, oh, he made the first ones happen, but they were bad. And now nobody, we're never getting seven, eight, and nine. And then all of a sudden, Disney swoops in like the hero and saves Star Wars. And, you know, it's just like, I can't believe we're getting episodes seven eight and nine and i for one have loved seven and eight both so yeah i'm excited to see nine i'll give you the only reason why nine is not on my top three list yeah i'm on a two strike with star wars right now Mm -hmm. didn't like last jedi and solo was really bad yeah so that's the only reason just because they're in a lull right now so but jj abrams man i can't count the guy out him and his lens flares he knows he knows (laughs) things (laughs) <laughs> um all right so let's pick an official most anticipated movie of the year it sounds like to me we've got two end games at number two yeah we've got knives out at number one and you had knives out at number two or number three um and then us you had at number one 
you had it number three. So we've got a one and a three, a one and a three, and a two and a two. Like any, it could be any of those three. I want to hear. I'll tell you what, what you guys think. Can I say one that wasn't on my list? Because mm-hmm. I would go with Endgame. Yeah, because it's me too. It's the end. Yeah, of this thing that we've been watching for a decade. All right. Well, that was easier than I thought. <laughs> no, honestly, like you said earlier, Endgame is the most anticipated movie of the year for so many people. Like, yeah, ten years building up to this. Yeah, which is crazy because. You could say an argument for Star Wars has like what forty years been building. That's up to what this. I was saying, yeah. But I don't know, man. No, I, I totally get it. Something's happening with Endgame, and uh, can you imagine living in a world where you didn't get to see Endgame? No, after <laughs> you seeing Infinity needed War, that one more, and he didn't. Make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, can you imagine seeing Infinity War and that being the last <laughs> Marvel movie you get to see, and you don't get to see Endgame? Endgame. You're like killed on the way to the theater or something. <laughs> Well, uh, I I had I had said, and well, that almost was a reality for me. I mean, I dropped in oh, March. Like, oh, I almost yeah. I almost never got any of these movies. So it's a special meaning this anticipated uh, episode for me this year. Twenty nineteen yeah. is stacked. I have to say, I've never gone into a year with feeling this much excitement. I feel like, especially after a great year like twenty eighteen. I mean, Here's a question: was such a great year. We can end on this little discussion uh-huh. then. Twenty eighteen has been a phenomenal year. Compared, we've listed so many movies that we're stoked for. Yeah. Do you think that 2019 will live up or surpass what 2018 gave us? I think we're going to continue to see more and more great movies. And the reason is because people are going to continue to be able to make more and more movies than before. Netflix is greenlighting so many things. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) Thank you for calling Netflix your greenlit. You know, I I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure there will be at least a dozen movies that I love in 2019 that I don't even know are going to exist yet because there are just so many opportunities for... Uh, movies to get made and it's the main reason i always balk when people are like man they just this this is the kind of movie that people don't have a chance to make anymore i'm like are you kidding me never in the history of movie making has there been an opportunity to make the movie you want to make than today yeah um so so yeah i'm what you mean by that probably is these kind of movies don't make a bunch of money at the box office anymore which is fine but they still get to be made and we still get to see them which i think is exciting um, so yeah, I, th- I think it could live up to it and I think, uh, it'll keep getting better and better, but that may just be the optimist, uh, in me coming out. So yeah, I'm excited for 2019. It'll be good. Oh, and just to clarify, <clears throat> I am excited for the movies in 2019 that I get to see that I almost didn't because of my event in March, but I'm much more excited about the people in my lives. I just, uh, in my life, I just want to, you know, clarify that, uh, that <laughs> the main reason I'm excited to be alive still isn't movies. <laughs> Did anybody honestly think that's what he meant? No, I just, listen, I just don't want to be misunderstood. You okay. know, the people are more important than films. Uh, Some people. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that. No. Well, there you go. You're uh, more important than films. Oh, and as you are guys you, are more important than films. As are you guys. And so <laughs> Sweet. Uh, all right, let's do our. Uh, before we head on to Buried Treasure, actually, just a reminder if you want to be a member of Sif Pop, you can do that at patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Some uh, pretty fun bonuses you get there, including the pre show, which you get your own podcast feed that has an extra episode every single week. Uh, this week, we talked to the Quality Check Podcast guys about their lists of shame. We hadn't and done that boy, in a long time. There was some shame on that, <laughs> some real shame going on. Uh, so if you are a member, that should be in your podcast feed. If you're not a member, go check it out. Sifpop.com slash Patreon. Uh, nope. Other way. Reverse that. Strike that. Reverse it. Patreon.com slash Sifpop is where you would go. And uh, thank you so much for being a member. All right. Buried treasure, guys. Let's do it. Uh, Daniel, why don't you kick us off? What's your buried treasure? 
Well, Drew and I, and I, I showed him this on the list, but so we're the uh, two episodes from now on our podcast, we're going to be doing Robert Zemeckis. And it was inspired by the new film, Marwen, Welcome to Marwen. And just it's getting slammed and critics aren't liking it. Audience members aren't liking it. And we're thinking of what, well, let's take a look back at Robert Zemeckis or Bobby Z as we're calling him. So <laughs> Bobby Z. Bobby as we Z, all know him. Yeah. Um, so Bobby Z, he's released a lot of films, and there are several that are kind of unknown Bobby Z films. And one that I brought up, uh, and when Drew and I we talked about, it was it kind of flew under the radar quite a bit. And when it came out, it didn't make that much of a splash. It's a pretty new movie, I think, within the last ten years. But the Brad Pitt film Allied. Mm. I didn't like that. I as didn't much. either. No, I didn't no. Like it. Yeah. Or I know that was one of those films that it's. Uh, it, 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 Marion Cotillard is in that as well. Yes, isn't she? Yeah. she is. Uh, that was at least one film uh, that, while going back and rewatching, I I remember going to the theater and I thought I don't understand why it wasn't as liked. Mm. But w- w- I'm curious what what did you guys think about it? What what brought it down in your book? You want to go? It has been a while. Uh, so I don't remember like all the specifics, but I can tell you, I remember thinking it was uh, a bit tedious at times. Like it was a bit difficult for me to stay engaged. Um, I didn't feel like it did a lot fresh or new with, you know, the idea of what was going on there. I remember there are specific things as well. I just don't have them at the, the top of my head. Andrew, what would you say? Uh, chemistry between Marion and Brad really didn't work for me. And the whole who's the spy are they a spy didn't really intrigue me yeah, you know yeah exactly uh it felt honestly a lot like casablanca <laughs> i think i think part of it does take place in casablanca doesn't it it does yeah, yeah and so. so that is interesting since i've never seen casablanca <laughs> based off of the the my uh list of shame yeah so yeah. huh yeah it's casablanca too yeah electric boogaloo um <laughs> so uh what about you Drew, i, what's your I don't have one Okay. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Schindler's List from my list of shame. I haven't <laughs> Don't seen... give away all your list of shame. That's for the members. So. That's true. All right. All right. <laughs> those movies that I haven't seen, I'm, that's going to be my uh, buried treasure that I stumbled upon. Nice. All right, Andrew, what do you got? The Orville. Yeah, you, it's back. You, uh, Is that good? You know I what? I haven't watched it. Do you like Star Trek? I do like Star Trek. Would you like original, next generation, all of them pretty much? Yeah. Okay. I, I like the original a lot. This feels so much like a continuation of Next Generation, except, you know, it's not too Seth MacFarlane, if that makes sense. It's not Family Guide. It actually feels like Star Trek. Like there's episodes, it's got an actual heart to it. Like, yeah, there's a heart to it. There are episodes, you know, like with moral conundrums. That's what Star Trek was famous for, is, you know. Right. Every, yeah, the questions it posed. Yeah, and it does that. Now, every now and then, they'll have like a reference or something like that, or a funny joke, you know. Mm-hmm. But those are not as frequent as you would think. You think they should have just let McFarland do Star Trek? Honestly, I, honestly, kind of. After yeah. watching the let Orville, I'm like, this guy. Obviously, he loves Star Trek. He I said it so many times. I don't know if it would be times. the same if he, had to, if he had to edge off the humor. Because the humor is a big part of the Orville. It is really funny. Yeah. And I don't know that he could do the same thing as an official Star Trek show. Exactly. And Discovery's, eh, you know, it's okay. But honestly, I think this is the best Star Trek show. And it's not even since, technically a Star Trek show. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's basically Galaxy Quest, the TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's, All right. 
It's interesting in that way. That's what so. I've always wondered. And it also, uh, one of the things it does is while it's, you know, honoring Star Trek, it also plays on some of the cliches, you know, like you're like, yeah, what? That has never happened once in Star Trek. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, they go to an alien planet and, you know, they always sit down and eat with the aliens and they never mind the food. Well, you know, like, what if they went to an alien planet and the food was so grotesque, you know, like what they would deal with with something like that? It's funny stuff like that. Yeah. Um, my buried treasure for this week is, I think, one of the most under-the-radar Netflix shows around, because I think it is great, uh, Narcos Mexico. Um, I haven't started it yet. So, did you watch the original Narcos? The, the, I think there were three seasons. Whenever Pablo died, I stopped, because okay. he was my favorite part of the show. Okay. <laughs> All right, I've got a question that's completely separate from Narcos, the other well, you, you would think so, but okay. you would be wrong. <laughs> so, do I have to watch all of the original Narcos to get? No. Okay. No, but it intersects with the original Narcos in some interesting ways. And in some ways that I was like, oh, like, you know, oh my goodness, like there's, I don't want to give it away, but you know, there are characters from the the original Narcos that do come in every once in a while. But that's not why I love it. I love it because it's great storytelling. It's based on true stuff. These are actual people. Um, you know, How's you're, Pena? Pena is great. Michael Pena is great. You were talking about my thing with gangster films and you know, this is the kind of thing I love where you're portraying uh, an entire, you know, community of drug dealers and awful people, but it's never in a way that them being awful is what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the good guys figuring it out, finding it out. How are they going to catch them? The, the tete-a-tete, you know, that happens between um, Diego Luna's character and Michael Pena's character. And um, yeah, it's, it's really good. And now I, I should say I'm only seven out of 10. So I'm about 70% way through the season, but I'm, I'm hooked. Um, I like it as much as I did the original uh, nar- uh, Narcos. So it's also interesting because Scoot McNary, from the first Narcos. He's in there too? Well, he's still doing all the narration. Like, he did the narration oh, okay. for the original Narcos. Is he really? Yeah, and he's doing all the narration for the... And it's great, because I love... His voice, for whatever reason, is so perfect for that. Um, so, so, I had yeah, no idea Michael Pena was in it. Oh, he's mm. good. He's Pena is, is quickly becoming one of my favorite yeah, actors. He's a talent. Yeah, he's, he's so great. He had one of my favorite scenes of this past year, the Ant-Man scene where he was yeah. drugged up and couldn't stop telling the truth. Oh, truth my serum. Oh, the truth work. serum scene. <laughs> so good. Uh, but Narcos Mexico obviously takes place in Mexico and starts by telling, <laughs> starts by telling the, the story of the marijuana trade and how the uh like i don't know 15 different drug cartels in mexico found, found a way to actually merge together despite hating each other and it's very very interesting so yeah. i wonder if peña's character is retelling narcos mexico after being given the truth serum from <laughs> ant-man and the Wasp. yes this is it doesn't say that but narcos mexico is in the mcu, MCU so that's the yeah. new mcu yeah, netflix yeah, show definitely <laughs> Definitely. The NCU, the Narcos yeah. <laughs> Cinematic, Cinematic Universe. Universe. So there you go. Well, we did it, guys! Woo! We did a podcast! A fine episode, if I do say so. Hey. It was a lot of fun, hey. as always. Hey, we uh, love making lists over here at Sip Pop. <laughs> yeah, list Double the best Guru part. Podcast, even. Well done. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media, or you can search Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to our guest gurus today Woo! from the Quality Check Podcast. Thank Daniel Cozzi and uh, Drew Douglas. Uh, go ahead, plug away. What do you want people to know about what you guys do? Well, okay, well... 
uh, <laughs> since I was stealing from Drew's list uh, earlier throughout the show. So quality check. Go check us out. We are talking about movies very similar to Sift Pop here. And we have a new episode coming out, Bird Box and Bumblebee. And the episode after that is going to be Bobby Z, Robert Zemeckis, and uh, talking about Marwan. That's going to be thrown into the mix as well. So going back, taking a look at uh, those films. What's and- the quickest way for people to find you? Uh, Twitter is Quality Check Pod, right? Yeah. And then we started an Instagram account. Yeah, and that's Quality Check Podcast. We've been posting a lot of videos, photos. Here's the funny thing about Instagram. There are some really random things that we'll post, and it'll be late, just really odd hours, and that always does really well. So apparently, if we post at 1 or 3 in the morning, something like that, it blows up. Yeah, so, it's every, it's all the insomniacs yeah, so scrolling through their Instagram. We're awake with you, <laughs> watching movies. Uh, I will say this. I'm a personal fan of the Quality Check Podcast. Uh, I love what you guys do. I think you you guys have a lot of fun and uh, have some great opinions on movies. So, not the best. Uh, (laughs) No, one of those guys really sucks. But But I'm not going to tell you who. His uh, name starts with D. Yeah, Yeah. it does. Um, But yeah, we'll leave that. D dude. Uh, Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real live thing. Support starts three bucks a month, and you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks including a monthly video hangout with yours truly also your support will be directly helping sif pop expand in 2019 to some fun new areas uh, if you want to find out more about being a member go to patreon.com slash lots of ways to connect with the podcast uh, you can comment or rate at itunes would love for you to leave a review there that helps us out quite a bit if you don't mind hopping on itunes and giving a rating and a review that'd be awesome you can also email us with any of your comments or questions at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it, and that listening is much easier than waiting to see if Ray and Kylo ever put aside their differences. Spoiler chat for nothing this week, because uh, we just did most anticipated movies, but we should be back next week uh, in your podcast feed, probably with the Leftovers podcast, uh, with talking about Vice and different things yeah, that we didn't get to in Vice and the Favorite, I think, is the two we said yeah, we were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, just some of the big, big ones that we didn't get to in 2018. So we'll see you back for that. Bye. Well, that was almost like a goat. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> That's what I was going for. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.